The Broncos jumped out of the gate in this one, but it came down to a Hail Mary and a two-point conversion try. We got a lot to talk about. The Broncos postgame show starts right now. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I am Phil Milani alongside Nick Ferguson. Nick, uh, the Broncos lose this one 35-33. to 33. Uh, Just uh, your thoughts on this game. Well, to start out, it was all sizzle without the stake, but towards the end of the game, obviously with the outcome, it was all stake, no sizzle. That first half, like you mentioned, the Broncos got out to what we thought was going to be a drubbing of the Washington Commanders, but... Things changed in the second half, which we'll get into. But in the second half, we didn't get any of Marvin Mims. Mm. And you know what? The kids say now he's him, and that's what Marvin Mims was. He was him, but we didn't see a lot of him in the second half. And this defense and the offensive line, man, there's much to discuss right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it uh, here over the course of the show. Let's get to the highlights here in case you missed the game. The Broncos were wearing white at home because they were celebrating Super Bowl 33. Really, uh, Denver celebrating all of their alumni this weekend. So it was a great atmosphere out at Empower Field at Mile High. They got off to a great start too. Rookie Jaleel McLaughlin, his first career touchdown. Great blocking on that play uh, after a Washington field goal. It's another career first. Marvin Mims Jr., a 60-yard bomb. How's that for a deep shot? A perfect call for that defense. The next drive, it was Brandon Johnson's turn. The Broncos scored a touchdown on their first three possessions for the first time since 2010. They could do no wrong until this Russell Wilson fumble. He was getting out of the pocket. There was a little face mask there. But still, a fumble is set up this Logan Thomas touchdown on fourth down. It really felt like the game was at a tipping point right there. Kareem Jackson ejected for the hit, and momentum completely flipped. The Broncos found themselves trailing in the fourth quarter. Brian Robinson Jr. took over for the Commanders. A 15-yard touchdown here. His second, the Broncos uh, would get a field goal, so it came down to this Hail Mary and wouldn't you know it, Brandon Johnson right there after the tip. The Broncos still alive. They have to get the two-point conversion here. Uh, ooh, maybe a little bit of pass interference. Cortland Sutton was there. Little tugging. We'll get into it a little bit later here. But the Broncos fall 35-33. to 33. So Let's go out to Empire Field at Mile High and check in field level with Eric Dalala and Sidney Jones. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Eric, we've seen this offense come off to a fast start the past two games here today in the first half. They went up 21-3. to Where did you see the momentum shift for them and, you know, how'd they come out in the second half? Yeah, obviously not nearly as good in the second half, right? We've seen that two consecutive weeks. Um, I think you look at two areas where things shifted. One is the Russell Wilson fumble there. Sean Payton mentioned that after the game. Uh, Washington's able to take advantage of that, go down and score and cut it, uh, the lead close to halftime. And then I think you also saw the Broncos miss an opportunity after Washington scores. They get a chance right before the half and then right after halftime, kind of that key uh, time around halftime where you can double up essentially if you right. defer. And the Broncos were unable to get points on either drive. Uh, Russell Wilson pointed to that as a, as a key area where the Broncos have to be better. And it just wasn't, uh, wasn't the same in the second half. Tried to rally late, but uh, just not enough. 
Eric, we heard head coach Sean Payton say, you know, following the game that this defense didn't play good enough, especially in the red zone and on first downs. What did you see from them? Yeah, I mean, he, he pointed out the tackling wasn't good yeah. enough. In the red zone, it was not good enough. First down, giving up too many yards. Um, obviously, you lose Kareem Jackson, right? And Caden mm-hmm. Stern's already out for the year. And so the depth at safety was tested a little bit. I think maybe that had an impact on one of the deep touchdown passes. But still, you've got to be better defensively because as Sean Payton pointed out after the game, they're going to see a lot better offenses than this. Yep. And Eric, we have to finish off here by talking about the final play of the game there. You know, Brandon Johnson, Johnson catches that Hail Mary, Hail Mary pass, and then, you know, they're unable to convert on that two-point conversion. Jerry Judy's coming open there. Um, Russell Wilson works back to Cortland Sutton, a lot of contact. Um, in terms of the officiating, we'll have to see, uh, you know, if they come out and say anything. But yeah. uh, I thought Cortland Sutton put it well, right, that you can't let officials, you can't let uncontrollable things decide who's going to win the football game. Obviously, nice to see the Broncos rally late, and they almost overcame it uh, from that 35-24 deficit, but uh, ultimately just fall short, and it really should have never gotten to that point. Right. Well, we'll head inside the locker room here following the game to get some thoughts from some of the players. So until then, Phil, we'll send it back to you. Thank you very much, guys. There was pass interference on that final play, but the Broncos really should have never been in that spot. No, Phil, you should never be in in that particular predicament. I know Broncos fans are going to look at that. And if we wanted to really break it down, I guess I can because the referees can't find me. There were three potential face mask calls that the officials missed in the game. One you mentioned when Russell Wilson put the ball on the turf, his face mask was grabbed by the defender. Somehow that was overlooked. But you go and fast forward to the Cortland Sutton play. The Broncos were able to, on a Brandon Johnson tip touchdown, get things to the point where they even they had a possibility of even things up. And then it was a two-point conversion. Now, you want to say, yeah, he tugged on his jersey, me being a DB. you like, ah, it's a 50-50 thing. The momentum at that time were with the commanders. Uh, but you never want to allow a game to come down to that particular point, especially when you had such a huge lead in the first half. Yeah, I mean, just a, a crazy ending. I mean, uh, the Broncos drove all the way down the field, had a chance to score a touchdown, had to settle for a field goal, almost got an onside kick. I mean, just everything at the end of the game seems so sort of wild. Uh, but the whole time you're thinking, why are they even down like this? I mean, what happened, uh, Nick? Because 21-3, to it looked like this was going to be a great, great afternoon for Broncos fans. Yeah, Phil, it did, but it comes down to two things for me. Well, three, I'll give you three. Execution, finishing, and consistency. Anytime all three of those things are not great for a team, usually they're going to end up on the losing side of things. And what I mean by finishing, we're talking about finishing on runs. We're talking about finishing blocking. We're also finishing on the defensive side of the ball. There were too many times, and I don't have the stats in front of me, when you look at Robinson, how many times he was able to get away from Broncos would-be tacklers, to me, is run after contact. You want to make sure that first guy, that second guy is coming in and secure the tackle, and then also the execution kind of fell off the map as well. Yeah, uh, just a sort of a mind-boggling sort of game here. Uh, let's get uh, head coach Sean Payton's thoughts. Here's what he had to say at the podium after the game. Look, we didn't play good enough on either side. I thought the kicking game, we were solid. Um, but it's disappointing. It's disappointing because, look, you get you get something to start off the way you want early, and then uh, you, you kind of 
give them a chance to get back into it, and they're a good enough team. Our league's good enough, you know, when those opportunities arise. So we, we've got to be better than that. Let's talk a little bit about Russell Wilson. I, I want to get into the defense a little later, but let's start with Russell Wilson. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL, and we saw that at the beginning of the game. That couple of bombs to Marvin Mims, it, it, was, it was really flowing. But then that fumble, uh, Nick, it seemed like things changed right after that. Well, yeah, anytime that momentum is broken by a turnover, it has a tendency to affect a level of confidence in the particular player. But more importantly, in this case, the offensive side of the ball. And you're right. Russell is by far one of the most accurate deep ball quarterbacks that we've seen. And there was a lot of criticism last, last week. Well, there are too many shallow and intermediate routes. No shots down the field. Well, they gave you all the shots, shots, shots you want in that first half. And kudos to the offensive line because they did their thing, giving Russell the time to take those shots down the field. And Marvin Mims definitely made the commanders pay. You know, that was when the foot was taken off the gas pedal and allowed the commanders to get back in. And that was because the defense couldn't get off the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, the Broncos did not have that many plays, particularly in the first half, uh, just 22 plays on offense for the Broncos. It, it just seems like at times he looks really comfortable. Things are looking really good. But then, uh, again, the Broncos uh, find a way to lose this one. Yeah, he felt really comfortable, looked really comfortable in their first half. But the thing that changed, Phil, was pressure. They say pressure burst pipes. And pressure put Russell in some uncomfortable situations. When you look at and you compare the commander's defense opposed to the Broncos' defense, you have to give, I guess, the leverage to the commander's defense. When you look at how many QB hits, how many sacks, seven sacks, and I think 10 QB hits, that's entirely too much. They face a, a tough challenge against that uh, Washington Commanders front seven. We heard about them all week long, and uh, they really showed up, especially in that second half. Here's what Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson uh, had to say at the podium. I thought we did a great job, you know, in the first half in particular. Um, second half, they got to us a little bit. They made some good plays. They got a great defensive line. We have a great offensive line. They, they battled all day. When you get into a game like that, you know, they're going to make some plays. Um, we're going to battle and try to, you know, especially at the end of the game where you you got to try to get the ball in the end zone, take shots. You kind of kind of fight for plays and stuff like that. They made a few. Um, they made a few good plays, and that's that's the reality of the game. All right, let's switch uh, sides of the ball here. Talking about this Broncos defense, uh, they got pressure on Sam Howell. They really got after him, uh, especially after last week. No sacks uh, tonight. Uh, a lot more pressure on the opposing quarterback here. But it seemed like uh, there was other issues that popped up. Yeah, I mean, first of all, let me start off by giving the pass rush a little credit. You saw Nick Benito, who we saw in the preseason, and we couldn't wait to see him touch the field with no Frank Clark. He got an opportunity to get in and see some playing time, and he got after the, pat, the quarterback. Also, Jonathan Cooper. I mean, he got close a couple of times, but he was still attempting to be a game record. The problem took place when you saw a guy, just like last week, rush lanes. Sam Howell is not a Lamar Jackson, but he did his very best Lamar Jackson today, finding the creases, stepping up in the pocket, finding ways to extend the plays, and Vance Joseph is going to have to find a way to retool this pass rush to get these guys to kind of trust one another and maintain their, their rush integrity.
And we did see uh, the commanders rush for 122 yards. What do you think about, uh, you know, the secondary coming up, trying to fill those, those gaps there? It seems like at times there are two guys in the same gap, and then you, you get a Robinson busting one on the outside. Okay, so as a former safety, let me tell you this. When your safeties are making more tackles than your linebackers, you got a problem. And the other thing is you have to trust your buddy in front of you to do your job. If you're supposed to be in a particular gap, let's say the B gap, stay in the B gap. Even though the A gap is open, trust that the linebacker and the safety is going to be there to show your support. Bill, I've been in those positions where a guy is supposed to be, he jumps in my gap, and then all of a sudden, I try to recover and get in his gap. Next thing you know, the running back, having great vision, finds the gap. But guess what? It's my fault. So now you need to work on that, and what that starts by doing is that next week in practice, walk through those run fits so every single guy know exactly where they need to be. Nick, uh, we saw Kareem Jackson leave this game. It was ejected on that hit uh, already without Caden Stearns. And then we even saw uh, Deloran Turner. Uh, Turner yell. Turner yell. Uh, yeah. We saw him go down with a little bit of an injury there. He was again looked at. The, the uh, depth of this secondary, particularly at safety, is being uh, challenged right now. Yeah, it's being depleted right now. But fortunate thing for the Broncos, they still have J.L. Skinner on the roster. Isang Bassey, who in the preseason toyed with a little nickel and safety. So you, you have a little depth right there. What you worry about is the consistency because when you practice with another safety, it's like right hand and left hand. You have to know what the other person is thinking. That's the only thing you worry about, and especially with the Dolphins coming up next week, you want to make sure that your guys in the back end, especially your safeties, they are on the same page. But the Broncos are being tested with penalties inconsistency, but more importantly, injuries. All right, well, uh, let's go out into the Broncos locker room there. Must be a, a, a disappointed locker room for sure right now, but let's uh, hear from Sidney Jones. Thanks, Phil. We're checking in here with wide receiver Marvin Mims. Marvin, you know, we've seen this offense get off to a fast start the past couple of games. You guys went up 21-3 to in the first half, so what do you think changed heading into the second half tonight? Well, I'm not really sure. You know, um, you know, things weren't working our way for sure, but I think we picked it up towards the end of the second half, but, you know, sometimes you just fall short, and I think that's what happened out there. How do you guys, or how are you guys going to look to approach that here this next week? Yeah, for sure. You know, just go on Monday, watch the tape, you know, just learn from it, learn from it and make, correct our mistakes, and then we should be good going next weekend. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that Hail Mary catch that Brandon Johnson made. What were you guys thinking at that point when that happened? Yeah, I mean, especially with Hail Mary, it's such a 50-50 play. You know, and I saw the ball bounce a couple times, and when that happens, you usually have a good chance just because the receivers are kind of in their spots. So when he made the catch, I mean, all the momentum went up. We had, you know, a lot of energy on the sidelines, and we just knew that we had to convert the two-point conversion to have a good chance. Obviously, I know you guys didn't get the win, but you had your first, you know, career touchdown. So what did that mean to you? And can you kind of walk me through that play? Yeah, it was a great play. You know, we got the coverage we ended up wanting, you know, on that play. And, you know, I just ran my route and rushed through. It gave me a chance. I ended up getting a touchdown off of it. Um, felt great, you know, just to have that first career touchdown. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to keep going. What's kind of, you kind of touched on this, but the approach or the focus moving forward, you know, what's the message to the team here? Yeah, kind of just, you know, we follow that into, you know, it's a long season, real long season, a lot of games, and we just got to keep keep building. You know, we got a lot of games left. We got two on the road coming up, so no one's going to really, you know, go for us or anything like that. So we just got to put our heads down, keep working, and eventually we'll get there. Marvin, appreciate your time. Yep, thank you. Phil, I'll send it back to you. Thank you very much, Sydney. Uh, let's uh, wrap up our final segment here on the postgame show. Nick, do you th is there something true to learning how to win some of these games? The Broncos, uh, the last several years here, things haven't gone the way that they had hoped. 
this team still sort of learning how to play that complete game right now. Yeah, they're still learning how because sometimes you, you hit a groove as though we saw in the first half and then things started to fall apart after halftime. I mean, even in the stadium, you can feel the fans feeling the same way. And anytime someone says this or you utter it yourself, oh, here we go again. That shows that mentality is still there. We know this team has struggled over the past couple of years, especially last year, learning to win close games. And it started last week against the Raiders in a 17-16 loss. You have to find a way to win those tight games. But once again, the thing that makes this so difficult, the Broncos had a commanding lead in the first half. And then you wonder, when did the mentality, oh, here we go again, start to kind of seep in. But you can see it based on the lack of execution. But more importantly, you move the ball down the field. They were able to matriculate it downfield. Yeah. But once they got inside the 20 to 30-yard line, that's when the drives kind of die. Mm. That's what they have to learn how to do. And that's why I say execution, finishing, and consistency. All three of those things, you have to check those boxes if you're going to win in NFL. Well, uh, uh, we've heard Sean Payton say something similar to that uh, before the year. He said that, hey, sometimes when one bad thing happens, it kind of can start to snowball. Isn't that like, that's like Murphy's Law, right? Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, uh, Nick. Uh, and then now they got the Dolphins coming up. Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton has said also that these first four games, you're in a rush to improve, Nick. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the Broncos, they look better at times today. They look like they made improvements from week one to week two. Now they're going to need more week two to week three. Yeah, they are. And, and once again, I mean, you're always looking for, um, for improvement from the preseason to week four. And we've seen that. But at the same time, we've also seen the team kind of take a step backwards. So it's like every time they have 10 steps forward, it's like 20 steps backwards. So they're going to have to find a way. And once again, when they watch this film, they're going to be upset with themselves more so this week than they were last week because this is a game that they should at least put 40 or even 50 on the Commanders. Yeah, and, and then even through all of that, they get the Hail Mary. Get the Hail Mary. And you're like, all right, we're back in business. Yes. Uh, and then uh, the, the two-point conversion is no good. So uh, a wild game uh, for sure, and the Broncos uh, now have to turn the page. Somehow, I don't know how you do it, but the 24-hour rule – it's going to be hard to uh, swallow this and flip the page, but the Broncos are going to have to find a way to do that here uh, with the Dolphins coming up next week. Uh, that is going to do it for us. For Nick Ferguson, I'm Phil Milani. The Broncos fall 35-33 to against Washington in a wild game. This has been the Broncos Post Game Show.